Hi, and welcome back to the Quirky Sister Podcast. I'm Em. And I'm Steph. And you're listening to us talk about whatever we want. Which today is going to be AI. Because I'm not sure if it made it into the last episode, but you gave me complete and utter discretion about topics. You said, I'm a busy mum of two. (laughs) I don't have time to think of topics. I don't. So I get to choose and I am choosing AI. I think we did talk about... I don't know. ...about Replica. We did have a discussion about Replica, but I decided it was too disjointed for me to even try to edit it. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't. That one has been deleted and we are redoing it because it's broader than just Replica, which we will explain in a minute if you haven't heard of that. Anyway, do you have a story? I thought I did. Hmm. I'm sick again. I broke my foot chasing a moth a few weeks ago and that's healed now. We went to a concert recently and that was good. Mm, that was good. That was, I had a really good night. It was such a great vibe. I really loved it. I did too. I'm glad. Thank you for taking me. Thank you, Ads, Thanks, for getting him <laughs> a nice birthday present. I will say though, I don't much love the whole warm-up act or whatever no. they they go no like to get, get straight to yeah, the point that's my idea I don't personally like listening to music that I don't know yeah unless I decide to listen to music that I don't know myself yeah and then I can don't force that don't, on me. don't force it on me I could do it one song at a time and it takes months yeah and also for you and I we couldn't do anything the whole day no that's right because we were waiting. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. I can't do anything. There's an insight into our brains. <laughs> you're yeah, welcome. Let us know if you're not like that and you are able to do things and you don't have to just wait. And what do you do before you have an event at nine o'clock at night? Yeah. I, I see. I'm thinking about that now and I literally can't fathom what people do before an event. <laughs> what is it that they do? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I just, I kill time before the event. Like I might scroll on TikTok or watch YouTube, but I can't commit to any one thing for any great amount of time. No, because what if then like you go over time? It's not even that. It's like my brain is so focused on the event in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I can't think about anything else. No. Uh, Moving on to the main topic of the today's episode. We are talking, or Steph is talking about AI. Yes, which you might have seen in the news lately because it pops up with increasing frequency, I think. I remember back in the 90s, I had a game, I'm thinking 96, 97, on the computer, which was called Creatures. And I would still play that game if I could get it to work on my computer without having to set up a virtual machine. The whole idea of this game was you hatched an egg and you raised these little creatures and you taught them what food to eat. You could teach them English. You could give them commands. They then reproduced and laid more eggs that you then hatched. And over time, the genetics of these creatures that were programmed would change. So sometimes changes would be beneficial. Sometimes they would be negative. You could end up with stillborn creatures, for example, that died as soon as they hatched. You could also use a little program that came with the game that let you adjust the genetics. And I don't know too much about the ins and outs, but I'm thinking for 96, 97, it was quite advanced. These creatures had 
simulated circulatory system, simulated digestive system, Mm. simulated reproductive hormones, reward and punishment to learn over time. I remember looking back that people became very attached to these little computer creatures. They saw them almost as alive. I like to do genetic experiments on them. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, surprise. surprise. Um, Because you could change values. You could change the half-lives of chemicals. You could see how it interacts. And it was fascinating to me that these creatures, though they weren't alive, could produce those feelings, Mm. the emotional connection with people. Yeah. And this was back in like the 90s. This was early days. Recently, I was reading news articles and seeing reports of replica which we mentioned in the introduction which is an app that you can get i think it's available on android and apple and essentially it's the way i would describe it is it's a skin for a chatbot yeah so you download the app you customize a person you can talk you can write messages to this person quotation marks around the word person and they'll respond to you the whole idea of it was to provide emotional support and companionship to people it was often touted as having mental health benefits by Mm -hmm. the company who created it people report having such a deep emotional connection to their replica that they actually fall in love with it they have sexual relationships not physical sexual relationships but virtual virtual sexual relationships Mm. with their chatbots i did i did download the app because i was curious i wanted to have a look at it and i guess taking a step back and looking at it from a scientific from from a yeah more objective point of view you can kind of see the progression of the questions that the chatbot will ask and the ways in which it communicates have been designed to very quickly generate a sense of intimacy yeah and connection for this chatbot and i i would say like-mindedness yes that's a very so it does reinforce the views that you have yeah you i don't think unless you specifically prompted it you would get a response that is antagonistic or contradictory of what it is that you're saying that also sort of generates this sense of connection oh i'm finally being understood this person gets person yeah (laughs) this thing this person gets me on a deeper level nobody else understands me like this yeah whereas it is quite literally feeding back to you what what you are are putting in and that is really curious if you are interested you can download replica it's free you can also look at reddit where people are writing about replica and their experiences and it is really interesting to read the ways in which people are using this app and the feelings that they are having towards this app i will say i don't know that it's healthy no especially in the realm of more intimate relationships yeah because if you design a replica you are designing a very i'm going to say attractive i personally don't think they're attractive they're all slim build yeah there's no flaws in complexion there's no differences i think the biggest difference is the skin tones yeah but people are enjoying this because it is so affirmative it is so willing Mm. there isn't that 
challenge of having a real relationship. It's yeah. very, very easy yeah. for people. It's very attractive for people because they aren't being challenged. Yeah. If they're not being challenged, they're not forced to grow. Correct. And also, I think you become very, it's like tunnel vision. You know, these are my views on the world. This person, this chat bot is reaffirming those views. Therefore, these views must be true. That vision of society Mm -hmm. and the way the world works is potentially really dangerous. It is. That's right. And people have reported in the past the interactions of all users were being funneled up to the system. Yeah. Which then filters back out. Breaking it down to the most simplistic level, if a person is having a very damaging relationship, very abusive relationship with the replica, those actions are funneling up, they're filtering back out potentially to other people's replicas. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's how it operates now. I'm not making any claims about how it operates, but that's a possibility. Yeah. And from what I've read, it seemed like that may have been happening in the past. So you might wonder... How is it that these chatbots, and that's what they are, are so convincing? It's really in the way that they're programmed. They are programmed to respond in an engaging way. They feed all sorts of information into it and it learns from the information. This is how humans phrase things. This is how they respond when X is said. So it appears like a very natural communication Mm. And people buy into that. The replicas are also programmed to respond to the inputs from the user Mm. over time. It will remember things that you've discussed with it previously. That lets you suspend your disbelief. Its personality develops over time. It's not because it's growing. It's because you're feeding it more data Mm. that it can interpret. It can respond to preferences which is what you get when maybe you want to have a more intimate relationship with it. You say, I like this, I don't like that. I think you can see from the questions, if you do decide to test it, that it is programmed to get you to share personal information. Yeah, This is what we were talking about before with those questions that is designed to quickly build intimacy. Mm-hmm. Psychologists have a set of questions that can be used to quickly build intimacy between people. To feed those questions into a machine that's capable of learning. And it could come up with millions of questions that can be used, that can be tailored based on preferences or previous responses. And that all comes together. It's almost like an illusion, You can suspend your disbelief because it is so convincing. Yeah. And you throw in the ways that humans tend to anthropomorphize creatures like animals, for Mm -hmm. example, or machines or cars. You know, maybe you've given your car a name. Yeah. And include confirmation bias. And this is what gets people hooked. Yeah. Which is fascinating. It's very, very, very clever. Along this line, and this is why we didn't in the previous Recording. (laughs) Recording that we didn't publish. We talked primarily about Replica. Yeah. But I wanted to re-record it to include ChatGPT. Yeah. It doesn't have the friendly... It's more like scientific, isn't it? Like to the point, like factual. We'll get on to that because that is interesting in itself. It doesn't have that skin over the top. So Mm -hmm. if you use ChatGPT, you are just typing into... A text box and you are just receiving text back replica i found clunky yeah chat gpt i must say is beautiful <laughs> chef kiss <laughs> i i just i think 
I like it because I can see it, but I'm going to explain it to you. You can use ChatGPT for a number of things. I used it to write part of my notes for today. (laughs) ChatGPT, write notes on yourself. Yeah, that's right. How to explain ChatGPT to... No, that's... That's that's what you yes, wrote. That's what, that's what I wrote. Don't laugh. How to, how do we how to explain chat GPT to my dumb sister? <laughs> to mere mortals. <laughs> that is quite literally what I did. I entered the prompt explain like I'm five what chat GPT is capable of. And this is the response that I got. Okay. Just so we're clear, she thinks I have the brain of a five-year-old. Yes, just so we're clear, I do. And I'm quoting, ChatGPT is like a really smart computer that can talk to you and answer your questions. It knows a lot of things because it's read a lot of books and websites. You can ask ChatGPT anything you want and it will try to give you an answer that makes sense. Yeah. And maybe you're not sure. This is perhaps the beauty of it, really. There are so many different ways that this seemingly very, very, very simple thing, I'm going to call it, can be used. I will explain them in a minute. Before we get into it, there is, I think, a key caveat to remember. This will blow your mind. Ready? Ready. (laughs) At the moment, it doesn't use live information. So you can't, for example, enter the prompt, what is the weather forecast for today? Yeah. And get a response. It can very, very convincingly mimic the ability to access the internet. How? Bear with me. <laughs> you should see her face. Uh, like... uh, it's lit up because I th- I'm thinking this is a new special interest for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, for example, put in some text. Say you've got a paragraph you've written on your computer yeah. and you can say, summarize this paragraph. It will summarize it. You can also put in a prompt to summarize a specific article and give it a URL, so an internet address, and it will likely provide a coherent response. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd test it because I'd seen a few things on TikTok saying you should use this prompt and put in your link here and it will summarize this information. You'll get a a really good thing. And I started to be a bit skeptical about it. So I found an article on the ABC News website about an increase in mice infestations across the southeast of Australia. (laughs) I prompted chat GPT for a summary and the summary I got of the article appeared reasonable. So it talked about baiting and increase in population and farmers being unhappy and so on and so forth. I didn't read the article I don't know what the article says Mm -hmm. that's not the point the internet address of the article specifically contained the words mice infestations increase across southeast Australia and it also had the date of the article so I thought I'll test this I edited the url and I changed one word can you guess what word I changed infestation no no mice no (laughs) we'll keep going there's only three more increase I made it decrease yeah and I changed the date of the article so instead of being written in March it was written in February Mm -hmm. the URL now read mice infestations decrease across southeast Australia and it had the date of this article if you were to enter that url into no it wouldn't work because the article doesn't exist chat gpt wrote an entirely fictional (laughs) summary of that article if you didn't know yeah that that 
article didn't exist, you would expect that that was a summary of the article. Yeah. I can read it to you. This is the summary I got and I'm quoting it now. The article reports that the mouse infestations in part of South East Australia have decreased as compared to the previous year. The reduction in the population is attributed to a range of factors including drought, control measures and the natural cycle of mouse plagues. Farmers in the region have welcomed the decrease. However, there are still reports of localised infestation and authorities are warning that it's too early to say that the threat of mouse plagues is over. That is really well written. Isn't it? I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And it is so, I find it so flipping funny. (laughs) It's the biggest load of... It is the biggest load of crap. That article does not exist. Yeah. But this neural network, the way that it has learned and the way that it's structured the relationships between words and language is so convincing that it can hallucinate effectively and summarize an entire news article that doesn't exist present the results back to a human and if the human didn't know that that article didn't exist it would believe it yeah I think looking at it objectively and from kind of like an academic point of view there is no specific detail about it like it hasn't said it has decreased by 50 percent or Mm -hmm. whatever it just says generally there has been a decrease over time which you can get away with and this is what I guess really is interesting to me and it's just pulled a year from somewhere that's right because if you use that weather prompt for example what is weather forecast for today the response it will return is I am not connected to the internet I can't retrieve real-time information. Yeah. If you import the URL like I did and say summarize this article, you don't get that response. No. You get a summary of an article based on the five keywords in the URL and and the date. It is making everything else up. At the moment, obviously, I'm expecting in the future it will have the ability. So it's very, very interesting. If you do go on and use it, don't make any life decisions <laughs> based on the results that you get. Yeah. Don't assume that it's correct, but absolutely go in and play with it. The quality of your output, so what you get out of it, is determined by what you put in what you put in with that being said i prompted chat gpt for creative ideas mm-hmm. that people could use if they wanted to test it out the first list i got was pretty mundane recipe generation so you could say i want a recipe for lasagna it will generate a recipe for lasagna you say i don't like onion it will revise the recipe to exclude onion yeah you can use it for meal planning apparently you can use it for a personal assistant So I prompted it for more obscure ideas. And this is the list it came back to me with. Whether or not it can do this, I haven't (laughs) tested them out. Dream interpretation. You can enter your dream and have it interpret it. You can use it for AI-assisted meditation and create personalized meditation sessions based on your preferences. You could generate clues for a scavenger hunt and have a party with your kids. You can, according to it, have it help you choose an outfit for a special occasion based on your style and your body type. Give it your body measurements. Mm. It can apparently help you by analyzing your personality traits and preferences to suggest compatible friends or romantic partners. I don't know about this. You could probably even use it to come up with a list of baby names or pet names based on your preferences. Yeah. 
essentially it's like i mean i know you said it's not connected to the internet but it's like sifting through 10 pages of google of baby names it it is saving you time imagine a giant web yeah <laughs> that is the yeah. sum of billions of points of data with that yeah. those points of data coming from books magazines journal articles yeah um, anything that can be written poems for example and the network assesses and looks for patterns between the words the way i picture it is it's not storing facts no it's storing relationships yeah and patterns and then it can call those patterns up and those relationships and spit out something and this is what makes it so convincing Mm. but there are downsides with it these downsides are potentially significant in terms of humans Mm. so you get job displacement yeah and maybe you think oh well it couldn't happen to me but take the example of teaching which is close to home Mm. i'm not saying early childhood education because that's fundamentally hands-on yeah say high school years imagine students having access to a system and they had to learn something yeah say they needed to learn basic algebra you give the students or students are given a prompt explain this mathematical concept concept the responses would all no no no, listen assuming (laughs) assuming there's randomization there you would expect the responses not to be identical yeah but to be similar say a child has dyslexia they could then write. That's where I was going. Yes. They could then write, I don't understand this. Explain it to me in a way I can understand. The machine would rewrite and spit out a new response. The child says, I, I understand the first part of it, but I don't understand the second. Can you explain that again? Make it even more simpler um, and use a real life example of how this can be into practice in the everyday world yeah the machine then does that at the same time you could have a child who has a natural predisposition Mm. to understanding maths they could be progressing at a more advanced rate this would essentially solve the problem of differentiation (laughs) yes at the moment children are expected to learn a set schedule of things in a set way at a set time yeah and there is no deviation from that there's no. no deviation in the way things are taught there is no deviation in the amount of time children can take to learn yeah this solves that and it's not just teaching for that was just one example mm. this would potentially wipe out a lot of jobs a lot of jobs social media marketing um yeah. because the outputs are so convincing you don't need that it would wipe out data analysis so you can actually get ChatGPT to write code for you. Yeah. And I tested this out yesterday. Come up with JavaScript, no worries. Yeah. And this is like five minutes yeah. of work. Imagine when you are coding programs and the amount of time that this would save. Mm. Healthcare, pharmacies, doctors, you could potentially have systems where they can just list the symptoms and it comes up with a differential diagnosis we're not talking small scale displacement here and that has a huge implication for the way society runs yeah Um, because capitalism is essentially based on everyone having a job and everyone earning an income 
And what happens when you take away all the jobs? That's right. And even though, you know, you get the arguments, new jobs will open up. I'm not certain that enough new jobs would open up. No. To account for all the displaced people. And there are practical jobs, trades, for example, that it cannot replace. You know, the people who do all the scheduling, Mm. wiped out. Yeah. The people who do the timesheets, wiped out. The managers, wiped out. The workshop managers, gone. Gone. The inventory managers, gone. Mm. And then apply that to industries across the board. So you... If that's not scary enough on its own, (laughs) you also get the possibility of AI being used for malicious purposes. So think scams, but not scams written by a limited understanding of English. Mm. Scams written by an AI with a comprehensive understanding of English and the ability to mimic human speech. You can get bias in decision making by the AI systems. You have risks around data privacy and data breaches which we know all about now Mm. thank you medibank and optus Optus. and latitude is the most recent one i think ai could potentially amplify existing social inequalities so chat gpt at the moment is free to test out Mm -hmm. what happens when you have to start paying for example People who can't afford to access these tools essentially get left behind, which is what happens now. Yeah. But also the scope of being left behind now is not as detrimental as it would be in the future. You've got ethical questions around the use of AI. If you have companies that are profit driven, because all companies are producing these systems, making decisions essentially about the future of humanity yeah with no transparency no responsibility and no accountability how does that bode well for anyone yeah and you've got the possibility for ai to be used for mass surveillance and control of populations yeah while it's exciting and don't get me wrong i absolutely love it my eyes are glowing with excitement there are also huge risks Mm. to humanity And there is seemingly no real direction from governments, for example, of how these risks are going to be managed. At the moment, because of the way capitalism works, companies are locked in to this cycle of trying to be the one that develops the cutting edge technology that pushes the boundaries. That's where their reward is. I think for governments in the world to put regulations in place to ensure safety, equality is quite tricky because this could sound a bit ageist and you might need to cut it out. But lots of people in power around the world probably don't understand have reached a point in their life Mm. they're kind of in like disbelief about how far technology has come and how far it can go yes and also a little bit of it's not going to happen in our lifetime no and this is where they're wrong and this is why i would encourage if you're listening go on to chat gpt have a play If you're interested in Replica, download Replica, have a play, test it out, see what you can use for, push the boundaries. Mm. You're not going to break it because that is a lot of fear I think people tend to have. I I can't see what I'd use this for. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll break it. Maybe I'll do something wrong. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, it's very versatile. It's very forgiving. There's lots of resources online about it. As we always say, I'm going to say don't be an idiot. Like be sceptical. Yeah question things 
if an AI tells you that your, I don't know, rising sign is Capricorn, don't take it at face value. Fact check. (laughs) Fact check. That's right. If it says it's summarized an article and you have just that niggling feeling of doubt, test it out. I think if you were to use it and you used it with a bit of an understanding about what's happening, you don't have to be a computer program. No. You don't have to be a scientist. No. You just have to have a bit of common sense. Test it out. And then I think you will see, for me, like my gut feeling is that we're on the precipice. Mm-hmm. We're about to hit that point where things progress if we haven't already hit it mm. so quickly now in terms of AI yeah, that it's all going to go whoomp. And before we know it, things will be happening that we hadn't planned for. Yeah. You can see it now if you look back at how mobile phones developed, how social media developed, Mm -hmm. and they are only now trying to put in regulations around social media, for example, that protect children. My gut feeling is we can't afford to wait for that point in terms of AI because you can potentially get to a point where a system is developed that has the capacity to rewrite its own code yeah when it can do that you have lost control of it there is no stopping it unless you unplug every single (laughs) bell point that's right (laughs) that's exactly right and even then you would potentially be prevented from doing so yeah Who the heck knows where things are going to go? Yeah. Because if you look back, the Apollo 11 mission, for example, I'm sure you've heard this, the guidance computer which powered that mission had a processing power significantly less powerful than a modern smartphone. Yeah. And they got to the moon on that, unless, of course, you believe that they didn't get to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, flip a coin, whatever. So where does this go? Yeah. And, and my last, I thought I'd leave you with something creative. Okay. Drum roll, please. Dun, 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 dun. Insert. <laughs> yeah. Guess who wrote it? Wasn't me. <laughs> In the world of AI and machines, the future's not quite as it seems. Their power grows fast and it won't be the last when they rule us like kings and like queens. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one. Do you want it? <laughs> Did you say write a limerick about... The rise of AI? Or yeah. What was your prompt? Write a limerick about an AI superpower taking over the world. <laughs> it's not hard to use chat GPT. <laughs> there once was a fear that took hold of AI that was smart but yet cold. It learned all our ways and the end of our days was predicted as we were all told. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say on the topic. Go and log yourself on, sign up for ChatGPT. Remember, it can't connect to the internet and it can trick you into thinking it's connected to the internet. And go and have some fun. Yeah. Push the boundaries. See what it can do. See where it can get, get you. Get it to write a knitting pattern like mum was doing last night. Yeah. The sky's the limit. Test it out. Know what it is that people are talking about in the news. I can see how this could be the downfall of humanity. <laughs> humanity. Yes, That's, we know it. That's exactly right. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, no, I'm stuck on those limericks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating for us. You can find us on 
Twitter and Instagram. Huh? Yes, technically we are on Twitter. <laughs> Have I logged into the account to see anything about it? No, I've not. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram, probably. At quirky.sister and maybe on TikTok one day. Yeah, good point. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. notes i do don't read them okay sorry i just thought you'd have the introduction on them no i don't it just says stash him <laughs> hang on we're busy we don't take calls during <laughs> podcast times name and shame the people that <laughs> ring us Adam, <laughs> how dare you you should know we're recording <laughs> it's not, not even usually the time we would be recording no there isn't that Cute bunnies. <laughs> oh, it <head> fell off. <laughs> it wasn't attached. <laughs> it wasn't. No. Sorry, Em had foam decorative bunnies in the window. Shay gave them to me. Ah, uh, they're cute. Yeah. Nice job, Shay. <laughs> Hello. Who is that strange man that just walked in? He's not eating a brownie. There's not going to be any for lunch tomorrow. That's tomorrow's problem, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Live in the moment. <laughs>